Why Believe the Bible? Good morning, and thank you once again for joining us in another study. We invite you to visit our website, benchurchofchrist.org, where you can find out times of service, contact information, and also previous lessons. That's benchurchofchrist.org. There has been a great number of individuals writing opposing words against the Bible. The Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown, wrote the following, The Bible did not arrive by facts from heaven. The Bible is the product of, my, of man, my dear, not of God. The Bible did not fall magically from the clouds. Man created it as a historical record of tumultuous times, and it has evolved through countless translations, editions, and revisions. History has never had a definitive version of the book. Again, The Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown. In The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins, faith can be very, very dangerous, and deliberately to implant it into the vulnerable mind of an innocent child is a grievous wrong. A couple of opposing forces against the Bible. The Bible is still one of the more popular books in the world, and yet it is probably one of the most misunderstood books in the world. It is possible to know a lot about this book, even without really understanding that much about its content. We want to focus this morning a little bit on the overall facts about this book. God could have written the Bible so that only Greek scholars or educated theologians could understand it, but instead it was written in a very unique way, in a very plain way, so that it could be understood by anyone who would like to delve into its contents? We're going to take a big picture look of the Bible this morning in our brief time. When we look at the overall book, there are 39 Old Testament books and 27 New Testament books. Christ coming in that division, establishing a new will, a new covenant, the New Testament, and fulfilling the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, 39 in the Old and 27 in the New. It took approximately 1,500 years to write these books, starting at about 1450 before Christ, leading up to about 70 years after his death. The, the book, the Holy Bible, was written by approximately 40 different writers among six major empires, two different continents, and three different languages. Consider what's not in the books. They're very brief. Two chapters, just two chapters, tell about the entire creation and the origin of man. There aren't many details. The first 70 chapters, Genesis 1 through Exodus 20, covers a period of 2,500 years. God revealed what we need to know, not necessarily what we would like to know. Details are often missing. If man were writing, say, about the Garden of Eden, how many words, how many chapters would he go into detail so we can grasp the Garden of Eden? And yet, very few details are given about the Garden of Eden. Man's writings, man's novels are written in a fashion to create images in the mind in great detail. 
But the Bible often just mentions something and just keeps on going. Satan appearing as a serpent. That's about all that's said. Angels guarding the entrance of the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve were cast out. That's about all that's said. We want to know so much more, but we don't have to know that much more in order to capture the lesson behind what is said. Very brief information about incidents. In one chapter, in Genesis chapter 3, 24 short verses tell the fall of man from the Garden of Eden, the transgression of man, the origin of sin. We talked about that recently. Suffering, pain, death, and misery, 24 verses. Eight verses talk about the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 17. Genesis chapter 6, eight verses tell about the wickedness of the world and how it led to the destruction of the world by water and the flood, eight verses. Nine verses talk about the account of the scattering of the nations and the different races and languages, nine verses in Genesis chapter 11. Surely we want more details. We're a curious people, but God gave us what we need to understand why we needed a Savior. The details simply are not relevant to the lessons we need to gain. There are a number of things simply omitted. The Gospel of John talks about the birth of John the Baptist in Christ, but neither Mark nor John mentions anything about the first 30 years of Christ on the face of the earth. All the Gospels combined tell only really about 34 different days in the life of Christ. His ministry alone was 1,270 days, according to the calendar. Of the 879 verses in the Gospel of John, 237 talk about one specific day. So yeah, there are details certainly left out. The Bible is unique in its manners, for sure. Let's talk about some of the individuals. Moses was a political leader trained in the universities of Egypt. He really did not want to really be a leader of the people. Peter was a fisherman. Amos had a herd that he oversaw. Joshua was a general in the military. Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king of Persia. Daniel was prime minister in the courts of Babylon. Luke was a physician. Solomon was a philosopher king. Matthew was a tax collector. Paul was a Pharisee and a tent maker by trade. A wide range of characters that were involved in the Bible. When we look at some of the personalities that are also there, Adam and Eve, well, they shoved off responsibility off of themselves onto another. Noah had a period to where he was drunk and brought about a few problems. Abraham lied in order to save his life. Moses was disobedient to God, striking the rock when he was told to speak to the rock in one occasion. David was a liar, an adulterer, and even a murderer. Peter denied the Lord on more than one occasion and brought about quite a bit of division through some of his beliefs and practices uh, over a short period of time. 
We see churches that were made up of humans just like us, and Paul and his travels and his missionaries addressing some of the issues that were going on in the churches, again, made up of humans. They were divided. They acted arrogantly toward one another. They were concerned about material possessions. But the Bible has a unique way of telling it like it is. And we can see and we can really apply our lives to the personalities that we read about. If you were writing a book about your own life, you would probably shy away and ignore some of the lesser qualities of yourself. But the Bible tells us of the multiple colors of the individual's lives, the good as well as the bad. The Bible gives a lot of virtuous acts of many people, but it also tells of some that are not so virtuous. Abraham was a large part of God's great plan and a mighty man, yet on two occasions he lied, as we talked about. David, Israel's greatest king, yet there were the sins of Bathsheba. Peter was one of the chosen twelve, but he denied the Lord three times, as the Lord actually predicted. Uh, James and John had a pretty rough attitude toward, toward the villages of the Samaritans. And Apostle Paul reiterated for all to read his life as an enemy of the church before his conversion and his attempts to destroy it. God doesn't hide the flaws of its people. And some of the great men of the Bible indeed had flaws. If we were writing of such, we probably would approach it from a slightly different angle. But God's revelation, he wanted us to learn from them. He wanted us to learn from the examples that were given. The book itself also has some unique traits in its survival. In 303 A.D., the Roman emperor Diocletian issued an edict to stop Christians from worshiping and destroyed the scriptures. But only about 25 years later, Roman Emperor Constantine called for 50 copies of the Bible to be prepared at the expense of the government. And again, this was prior to the printing press. This was when things were written by hand. So one emperor said, eliminate it. And just a short time later, the next emperor, the other, another emperor, called for it to be copied. Voltaire, who died in 1778, predicted that Christianity would be swept from existence within a hundred years of his time. He missed it. Fifty years after his death, the Geneva Bible Society used the printing press that he was a part of to produce a whole stack of Bibles. Of course, as unique as the Bible may be, it is of little value unless we receive it and accept it as the Word of God. In the Bible, read in James chapter 1, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted Word. Interesting word there. Implanted Word, which is able to save your souls. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect 
law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of his work, this one will be blessed in what he does. The plan of God was set into motion in choosing a people in the old law, the Jews. The Old Testament covers this relationship, its challenges, its victories, and its losses. The prophecy of the coming to Christ is seeded throughout the Old Testament as well. We've talked about the prophecies just a, a, a short time ago. Some 700 years before his coming, the prophet Isaiah spoke of him. The Old Testament is full of shadows shadows, not giving us the details, but just an image of what was coming. The Old Testament is not a binding law today, but in but we do have it there for a reason, for without it, we don't have a foundation for which the New Testament is built. The shadows of the old became detail in the new. Paul wrote to the church at Roman in the first chapter, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, says verse 16, for it is the power of God into salvation unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first as well as the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, that is, is written, the just shall live by faith. He also said to 2 Timothy, all scripture is inspired of God and profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be perfect or adequate, equipped for every good work. The Bible is letters on a page, but it is unlike any other resource. We can choose to ignore it, but that doesn't change it. It gives us what we need, maybe not in the details that we want. It tells of a world behind in the beginning. It tells of a, of a world ahead. The Old Testament told of a coming need for a Savior. The New Testament, the coming of that Savior. And God working with those that were disciples, putting the words on page that we have in our possession today. In John chapter 12, we read, He that rejecteth me, Christ said, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And that are the words of the Holy Bible. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you again next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.